if you think of anybody that you consider wise, very few of them are self-centered. Right. Wise people think about other people. How are my actions going to impact other people? Or how is it going to benefit other people? If the things that I do is, okay, it's not about me. Ty, did you see Will Smith slap Chris Rock the other night? I think it smacked the... Smacked the shit? Smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. <laughs> was it a punch or was it a slap? It was a slap. Okay, that's what slap. I thought. Yeah, so two, two things that I want to break down because everybody on the internet right now is, is doing their color commentary of Which is what, just so what funny. happened. And, and like people have any idea what it is, right? And, and we'll talk about it a little bit more here in a second. Here's my stance is I always considered Will Smith like one of the more athletic actors. Sure. I'd, I'd agree with that. Homie's feet were all <laughs> wrong. Like he's never thrown an open-handed slap ever in his entire life. And did he do a movie about boxing? Wasn't yes, he, Ali. He Ali. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, bro, like if you're going to slap him, slap him. Like don't like let your, your foot come off the ground. Like get in there. Yeah. I mean, watch any internet video right now about those slap fights back and forth. Like, plant your feet, rotate your <laughs> hips. Like, I, it's the powers on, of man. the hips. Come on, man. Yeah, it's because it was fake. Yeah, that's why. I, yeah. That's why the dude so wasn't on, so. on the ground. So I don't. I don't think it was fake. You don't think it was fake? I don't think it was fake. Why don't you think it was fake? Uh, I don't think it was fake because if look, if you just look at what is his life, what is going on in his life the last two years, and I think there's more to the story that nobody knows. Um, there's more to it because he and Jada were there together and, and like everyone's like, oh, made fun of her alopecia because she can't grow hair. So she shaved her head and she's been dealing with all these skin issues. Okay. Maybe that's it. But like he knows her well enough, like they're there together. And then for him to laugh at it and then her look at him and then he gets up and goes and smacks the crap out of <laughs> that Chris was Rock. a funny thing. Cause initially he laughed, he laughed and then he looks at her and apparently she wasn't laughing. <laughs> so I, I just think, I think that there's, there's a darker side that just people don't understand. And when I say darker, like there's something that there's something going on between Will and Jada that we just don't know. And I'm not even going to try to dig through it because, well, you know, they have an open marriage, right? Well, you heard that, right? I've heard that a long time ago, but <laughs> so, obviously. So obviously he gets, he gets upset about a bald joke, and yet he lets his wife go sleep she around wasn't upset. with other dudes. She was upset, <laughs> and then he had to, like, try to save face. Like, yeah. And think about it. I mean, how, how, like, bad of a place do you have to be in with his self-confidence, with her? Because from my perspective, he's crushed by her, right? Like he's, he's been disrespected left and right. Like she's public about it. She's dating this rapper. She's doing this rapper, like all these things. Right. And it's like, he's so crushed that he is, he is willing to do whatever to save face. Like he's in control and all it made him do is look worse, man. Yeah. And he is one of my favorite actors of all time. Yeah. And, and like for, for example, Denzel and Denzel came up to him and in, in between the breaks, to talk through it with him to, to, because Denzel is a, is a, like a light in that world, right? He comes in and shines wisdom and knowledge. And, and I, I, I've gotten to meet him a couple times and this isn't a name drop deal, but I played with his son in the UFL and, and he is everything and some that people say that he is Denzel. And so he, 
he is that mentor. Yeah. For him to go over, and, and it wasn't just one time, hey, talking to him. It was multiple times through the night. He's going through something really, really hard. And for him to make that decision, because here's, here's what he could have done if he was thinking clearly. He could have gotten up on stage, and he could have said, hey, you just made fun of an illness that my wife has. I'm going to ask you to take it back. He could have absolutely embarrassed him on stage right. and looked like a hero. But now he looks like, a, like an a-hole. <laughs> he's, he's just in a dark place, and I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to speculate what it is, but like that relationship there's something going on behind the scenes that forced him to just lose all, all logic whatsoever. Maybe you're right, and you're you're showing wisdom here by actually looking into it. Yeah. On, on face value, I'm seeing the Oscars ratings have tanked the last few years. Yeah, and they need two meatheads like us talking about it, and they needed yeah. a ratings boost. Yeah. Having said that, somebody I talked today made a good point of why would Will Smith take the sword? take the fall for that he for the oscars he literally it was <laughs> so, best at one best yeah, actor yeah so and that's the other weird thing about it is they let him stay and then he yeah. won an award and everybody gave him a standing ovation like yeah. three minutes after it happened so it's yeah. just it's just weird number one it's weird number two it just feels fake because of again the ratings they've got to get something to generate and everybody's talking about it now yeah when's the last time somebody like people you knew actually talked yeah, about the it's Oscars. after the fact i mean it's not like it affected the ratings that night that's true I but, saw it, but all I saw press it is good press night. right yeah. You're, you're, yeah if you're talking about it it's on top of your mind yeah so anyway i, I just thought it was i don't think it was just a weird deal, i right? just think i think the the idea of having an open relationship is very dangerous um and if that's what they decided whatever i don't know him i don't know her i don't know i'm not saying one side is right or wrong i just think that it's just a dangerous um it's just dangerous to invite that into yeah. a very sacred relationship that a husband and wife is is it fair to say it could you you could be making wiser decisions yes. than to have an open marriage yeah and there's which and there's may lead us plenty, into what we're talking about today plenty of sources to find, <laughs> to find wisdom, wisdom. <laughs> And that's what we're going to talk about. So it's flawless execution with that transition. <laughs> Thank you for bearing with us through that. Talking about other, now you know our opinion. Talking about talking about celebrities and other people that we saw on the internet is not a, a is not a reflection of wisdom. So let's be very clear. So the start of that show, we had to show people that we were right. we were willing to. That's what we're going to learn. Yeah, we're learning with our wisdom you alongside you. Uh, but we, a couple weeks back, we did part one of the Wisdom Pyramid. Uh, it's a book by Brett McCracken and talking about the absence of wisdom in our culture. Um, everything that, uh, that we do just seems illogical and it seems emotional. Um, and so I, I've just been really intrigued by this topic. And, and I think when someone calls you wise, I mean, I, I don't know many other compliments that are better other than you have a killer six pack, like that would be the only compliment I think that I would yeah, want. Juicy more biceps than is a good one. That's a good one. Juicy, that's gosh, <laughs> oh, massive traps maybe. But other than that, if you tell me I got Tom Hardy traps, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might, I might open mouth kiss you. Back to wisdom. <laughs> Two really <laughs> immature meatheads up here. Um, so, so part one was okay. Identifying the problems and the sources and the reasons that that that. Um, wisdom is fleeting right now and it's really hard to get and and as you have conversations with people 
it's really hard, you know, whether it be the sources of information. We have more access to information than we ever have, but we have less wisdom than we've mm -hmm. ever had. And so we don't know what to trust. We don't know. And then we turn inward and we look inward as opposed to actually like listening to truth. So there's all these problems. And we talked about that. And it was kind of a negative episode. But now we're going to actually walk through the actual pyramid, right? The, the food pyramid that was created by the FDA in the 80s. And it was, okay, hey, look, foundation, this is what a foundation of your nutrients needs to come from here, you know, grains and breads. Because you think about back in the day, people ate grains and breads. That's what they lived on. Maybe some, then it was protein. Then it's fruits and veggies. And then you get up to the top. Now you're talking yeah. about like the yep. sweets and the treats, right? So same idea, same concept. You have to have that foundation. You have to have the foundation um, underneath you that, you know, okay, look, this is the basis of wisdom and you go up from there and the level of importance is the size, obviously yeah. the pyramid. So going to walk through a couple things at first, I'm going to say, you know, I want to identify what is wisdom and what isn't. So wisdom is not knowledge, nor is it information. This is abundantly clear in a world where we have more knowledge and information than ever, but less wisdom to simply accumulate knowledge is not to be wise. And we see this all the time, right? <laughs> like some of the most educated people that have gone to the most school are like, how, why did you spend all of that money? Like you can't, you can't put together a logical thought and resolution with all of this information and knowledge that you've acquired. I mean, I, I know, I'm sure that you've, you've come across, everybody has. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, you're the, just the irrational thinker that like, now you're just backing it up with things that you're regurgitating from a yeah. professor that you had. Yeah. No, I, I, I've, I've actually, not that I have all this knowledge in my head, but I have fallen victim to the, in the past or put myself in a situation in the past where it feels really good to consume information. Yep. But wisdom is actually applying that information. I never get to that stage right. of application because it, it's easier to sit there and consume and yeah. try to accumulate knowledge. Well, and that's it, right? It's, it's the idea of we have all this information, so we can gain knowledge. I could spend, I could spend literally 10 hours just researching, give me a random topic, and I'll research it, and I'll have all the information, right? And it feels productive. Sure. A little bit. At yeah. least, there's a part of you that feels like, hey, I'm accomplishing something yeah. by, by attaining this knowledge. Yeah. But, but, okay, so let, let's, let's use your example, right? The research in, in things that you do for our, our wellness topics, right? You have all this information, but if you don't know how to apply that information into your life through experience, right. that's, just, that's just excess space being taken up in your brain by those facts. Yep. Or, and I say facts, that information. Let me, let me clarify, not facts. Information that's in your, in your brain that somebody wrote. Right. But if you don't have the wherewithal to actually an experience and time-tested like uh, knowledge on how to apply that, then what does it mean? Yep. It doesn't mean anything. Yep. You could be that guy that spouts it out all the time, but if you're not actually, you don't know how to use the knowledge, it's useless. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's become abundantly clear the last few years specifically, the importance of action. I, I've, uh, again, I, I've, for the longest time, like we just said, I've taken pride in accumulating knowledge, but have applied a lot of it. Yeah. And, well, and, and realizing the wisdom in, mm -hmm. or the lack of wisdom in that, mm -hmm. of not applying that information. Yeah. And I think, you know, think of um, like those people that are super educated. And here's, and here's, a, here's a real life example. And 
they're the first ones to give relationship advice. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't, you know, acknowledge me on the physical side and I want this. And they're like, bro, hold out, man. Stop giving her every, cut her credit cards off. Don't do this. Don't like, and that's, that's the advice that some of the smartest people that have all this information that they'll have. And it's like, bro, you don't have the wisdom to know that like, all that's going to do is bring just more turmoil in your relationship. <laughs> like, yeah, cut her off. That's right. the right, that's the right way to get what right. you want from it. Right. And it's just, it blows my mind, man. Some of these things. So again, wisdom is not knowledge. It's not the accumulation of knowledge. It's having the experiences to know when to apply that knowledge a great point. to benefit your life. It's a great point. So talking about these, the, these, the foundation, right? And we're going to talk about the first one. And, and I wouldn't talk about the first one. And I want to be very, very clear. I'm, I'm going to be unapologetic about this is we have very few sources of truth in this world. We have very few things in this world that holes can't be punched through. There's one that I wholeheartedly believe there's one source of truth that applies to everything that we could or have gone through or could go through. And it's the Bible. The Bible is a resource that is so far underutilized. It's, it's scary. Yeah. And I'm guilty of it, right? Is I'm guilty of not getting in into the word and actually like soaking up the wisdom that it has because it is a book of wisdom. I mean, you look at Ecclesiastes, you look at Proverbs, you look at, uh, I mean, you look at uh, James, the book of James, right? The book of James is talking about, okay, restoration and going through trials and how do you overcome these things? I mean, think about our generation. If we were able to actually like learn from some, some writings in the past that have held true over time, that, okay, here's, here's the right way to approach this trial that I'm going yeah. through and how to get through to the other side. And it's just, it's, it's look, some of you may be like, Bible, oh, here's this guy. But here's the thing. Here's, here's facts. Is the Bible was written by 40 different authors over 2,000 years, and not once, those 40 different people that lived over 2,000 years, not once do those authors contradict each other. Okay, so everything is pointing in the same direction. And here's the other thing, too, that's crazy, is that there is no other book in history that whatever is written in there, that there is no other book that has been, um, what's the right way to say it? There's nothing in the Bible has ever been proven to be false. Right. There's nothing in there. And so you look at history books, right? We talk about, um, oh, what are our sources of knowledge? Well, I would say if we're in high school, right? If you're like, oh, this history book, this is accurate. This is real. Well, guess what? There's things in history books that have been proven to not be true. Right. The Bible and all of the writings, there is not a single event written in the Bible that does not have some sort of evidence that reinforces what that, what that is. What is it about the Bible specifically for you? Because again, some listeners maybe yeah. listen to this and like, I'm not reading the Bible. There's, right. there's no chance. Yeah. So what is it about the Bible for you that, that is a source of wisdom? Yeah, for man, you? It's, it's, it has to be the filter in which everything goes through, right? Is, is there so many resources to figure out now how to like, okay, hey, I'm going through this or I'm going through that. Like, let me just kind of run it through this, this filter. And because, because and, and again, this is, this is God's word on page. 
on, on paper. And it's, it's the living word. They call it the living word, right? Because every time you read it, it's something, it is doing something different in you. And those meanings are, are the truth applying to you and where you are and meeting you where you are in life. And so for me, whether it's relationship advice with my wife, whether it's parenting, whether it's business, whether it's just overall life, like for example, Ecclesiastes is a book that I mentioned just a little bit earlier. We, we were reading it this weekend and it was like talking about fulfill, like living a fulfilled life, taking advantage of your youth, living life to the fullest. Like I'm in a place in my life right now where it's like, I'm just grind, 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 grind. Like there'll be time when I'm dead. Like it specifically says, do not wait until you are, you are, do not wait and too late in life to start living your life. Like there's just so much wisdom that is in there and that has been time tested. And that's a foundation because again, there's no other document ever written that has been proven true for the time that the Bible has almost 2000 years. Yeah. And that's good. And I think whether you, whether you look to the Bible for a source of wisdom or not, I think we can agree on, other than you, know, you can pick apart some of the Old Testament. There's some weird stories in there that's yeah, like, okay, this sure. is this is really strange. Yeah. But yeah, go read I, numbers. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me how wisdom's in numbers. Right. Yeah. But even if you're not yeah. somebody who's going to read the Bible for a source of wisdom, there's principles in the yeah. Bible that I think we could all get on board with. Right. Right. Love your neighbor as yourself. I think we can all agree that's a good thing to do, yeah. is to love somebody else as much as you love yourself, or, or love somebody else more than you love yourself. I think that I think we can all agree about that. Yeah. Um, other principles, like, like you said, relationship advice, yeah. having one, one husband or one wife, yeah. having a relationship, a committed relationship. I think a lot of us can agree on the wisdom in that. Yeah. We talked about earlier, Will Smith, part of their issues, is this open marriage, you get all these different relationship dynamics. Yeah. So there's relationship principles yeah. of wisdom mm-hmm. in the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, helping out the poor. Yeah. I think, again, I think we can all agree that that's a good thing. That's a, that's a common principle in the Bible is helping yeah. those that can't, yeah. that, that, are, that are less fortunate than yeah. us. So there's so many different good principles about the Bible. Whether you're religious or not, I think we can all agree there's wisdom to be found yeah. that comes from the Bible. I would just challenge you, right, is, is if you get into it, um, the, the challenge with the Bible, right, is there's so many people that misuse the Bible or use the Bible as a weapon. It's been it's been definitely been taken by people yes. and using correctly. Yeah. And it's affected and, yeah. and wars have been started because of religion and so much pain has been caused because of it that I think it turns a lot of people off. Yeah, and again, it's 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 misused, right? Not understanding because here's the deal. The Bible is confusing. <laughs> yeah. It is super confusing. Yeah. And it's like Anybody that says they understand it in its entirety, be very careful. Sure. Be very careful. But then you also see these people like, like you hear, um, you know, husbands, like wives shall submit to their husbands. And it's like, well, read the next couple sentences, but then serve your wife. Yeah. Like, don't just use what applies to you. So if you read it and you actually dig into it, right, and you're not just taking quotes off the Internet of different <laughs> verses yeah. that you want to apply to your life, if you actually read this book and you understand the scenario and context of what the situation is, the time that it is, who's writing it, where they're at. I mean, is it is it Paul? Is he in jail? 
I mean, is he, you know, is it, is it Matt, Matthew? Is it who, whoever's writing? Is it Moses? Understand the scenario. And then things start to become a whole lot clearer. And again, like you said, read the Bible and it doesn't say, Hey, go sacrifice your child or now again, Abraham, that was, that was part of the old Testament. Like you said, it got a little weird there for a little bit, <laughs> but, but if you, if you're reading through it and you, and you understand it, it's not saying, Hey, men free pass to womanize over people. Right. Hey, everything points towards things that only help our culture grow. And again, to find wisdom, there's unlimited amounts of wisdom on how you th should think about things, how you process things, how to live life, how to serve others. I mean, talk about health and fitness. It addresses that about how hard you're supposed to work, how you're supposed, you know, reaping what you sow. I mean, there's so many things in there that we can just take. And that has to be the foundation of the knowledge. Because again, we talk about all this information. We don't know what's true, what's not. It's this person's perspective. And hey, it's this study just to prove this and all these things. Well, guess what? When we think of books, the longer they've been around and the longer they've been relevant, that is standing the test of time when it comes to truth. And this book, unlike any other, has been around longer than any other book and been relevant and true. Right. So that's, that's the, uh, that's the, the foundation of the pyramid. Second one is the church. And when I say the church, I do mean the church, but I also mean community mm -hmm. because if you are just isolated and you just are, Hey, I'm relying on my own knowledge and I'm going to hold myself accountable and I'm going to do it all on my own. Like that's a recipe for disaster. Because again, you start creating the my truth and you start creating things that is true to me when it's not reality of what true truth is. Mm -hmm. that, can true, you, truth. Can, true truth. True <laughs> truth. Anyways. So so a couple well things said. that a couple things that are um, you know really great about the church is that it provides wisdom and community in an individualistic age, like I just talked about. In a time that everything is about us, is you go and you go physically to church on Sundays and you are a part of a community, you're learning things that you're realizing, hey, the world is not centered around me. And someone, if you think of anybody that you consider wise, very few of them are self-centered. Wise people think about other people. How are my actions going to going to impact other people, or how is it going to benefit other people? If the things that I do is okay. It's not about me. Yeah, yeah. And just like the Bible, you know, human beings have taken church and and done some things with it that yes. that aren't uh, aren't great, right? No. But I think about the church that I grew up in. Yeah. Uh, and you talk about wisdom, and it's it's an environment. Darren just walked in. He's not joining us today, but Being super wise over there. <laughs> it is an environment that I get to be around people from all different age yeah. groups. And I don't, I guess work to some extent like that, but at work, you're there for work and you're there to get things done yeah. at church. At least again, the church that I grew up in, I was able to rub elbows with 60 and 70 year old people that have yeah. lived a long life. Uh -huh. And so when you talk about wisdom, that is a great resource wow. for wisdom is these people yeah. that have lived these long, great lives that yeah. I can interact with each week. Yeah. So again, maybe you've been hurt by the church. Maybe you've had bad experiences. I'm sorry if that's you, yeah. but understand that the, it, the good churches, the good places of community can be a resource of wisdom. hundred percent. The, the number one killer of religion has been church. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the definition of church 
according to Jesus, is when two or more gather in my name. Right. Right. So it doesn't necessarily have to be. Now, I would encourage because there's there's a lot of cool things about like accountability and teachings, and there's a lot that you can get from church. But I get it. There's so many people that have been really, really hurt by the church. But let's remember that you were hurt by people. Right. Not, yeah. not, yeah. By, not by the church. So, again, what it does is the other thing that it does is wisdom in that you have limitations. One thing that church teaches us is that, hey, we have limitations as humans. We think that we can do anything and everything. We think that we're superheroes. I can keep pushing you know, this red line forever and ever and ever, or I could do whatever I want because of this technology, or, hey, I could take this pill and I can do this. Like, we recognize in an age when it's limitless, like we're striving for limitlessness, is, hey, listen, I'm, I'm very limited like as a person, and, it, and it's a perspective setter that you don't, you don't have to change the world right. every day with everything that you do. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's a perspective setter, and there's wisdom in that. There's wisdom in knowing that, listen, I control what I control, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I can't stress over all these other things. I can't stress over, I'm not going to fix the Ukraine-Russian conflict right now. Tyler Klutz is not going to do that. But if I'm engulfed in social media and Fox News and all these things or, or, or CNN or whatever – it, it, it really becomes to feel like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get on social media in the comments, and I'm going to change it. I'm yeah. going to make the wittiest comment that I can, and I'm going to change it. Yeah. And it's like, no, like, let's be real. Yeah. And, and if you hear all this and you're still like, hey, I don't care what you guys say. Church is just not yeah. my thing. But yeah. The point is, again, find community somewhere. Yeah. Again, it can be a slow-pitch softball league. It can be your CrossFit community box. It can be a, um, a, 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 a charity that you serve on. Finding that was awesome. (laughs) If you're not watching, he just spilled red drink all over his shirt. If you're not finding an opportunity to be around other people that can pour into you in other ways, that you're not just listening to your own self, Mm -hmm. right? That's where the wisdom comes from. How many times you've had um, a problem that you just couldn't figure out, and you talk to one other person, and it's like. Ah, yeah. I didn't think of that. Same deal with community. Yep. It's like, okay, my wife and I, we're going through this. Like, well, hey, actually, we went through something just like that. Like, that's wisdom because they've experienced that's it. Right. So, right. again, community and church. Uh, the next one we just talked about on the roundtable uh, the, the other day is nature. <laughs> There's wisdom in nature. Um, so... We talked about perspective and same thing, man, is wisdom will always, or nature will always put things in perspective. It's, it's really hard to, uh, to go to Lake Shasta in Northern California and see the reflection of Mount Shasta off of the lake and be like, yep. World still revolves around me. <laughs> yep, I'm the most most important, beautiful thing. Out yeah, here. dude, I must say, the, yesterday and today's episodes, you dropped some great places that I need to add to my bucket list. Mm. I need to go check these places out because I've never been to any of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the list. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, so C.S. Lewis says it this way: Nature is only the image, the symbol, but it is the symbol Scripture invites us to use. We are summoned to pass through nature beyond her into splendor, which she fitfully reflects. So nature is a reflection of, of creation. Nature is a reflection of peace. Nature is a reflection 
of silence. Nature is a reflection. All of these traits that are associated with, with wisdom, nature reflects that. Nature reflects beauty. And you again, you talked about this. It silences you. Going out in nature and just having something just like stop everything and like be in awe. I mean, nature is one of the few things that can do that. Yeah. Nature really is like to see it and just to be like, I don't have anything to say. There's yeah. nothing that I can say that can add to this right now. Yeah, I think you said it best a second ago. I dare you to go somewhere like that and yeah. think that you still, the world still revolves around you. <laughs> yes. It just puts you in your place, gives you that humility of yeah. knowing that there's something. I mean, these things are way greater than me. Yeah, because again, and that's wisdom. The second, the second you recognize that. I'm not the most important person on this planet is the second you can really start making an impact. Yeah. Love that. So, or what is that? What is the, the guy that was on Rogan, right? Is there's, uh, there's two, two parts to a man's life. You heard this one? Maybe he says, uh, he says, um, the, the second part of a man's life starts when he realizes he only has one life. <laughs> And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah, okay. So I don't know, man. It's just nature is one of those things that you, you think, oh, yeah, what am I going to get from going and looking at trees and birds and animals and whatever. But nature is just a reflection of all of these traits that, that um, are associated with wisdom. It's just clarity. It's simplicity. Yeah. It slows things down. That's right. And That's when you're exactly. able to slow things down, you're able to think. And when you're able to think, you're able to improve your wisdom. That's right. That's right. All right. So the next source of wisdom as we move up the pyramid is books, obviously, right? Like we, we have always, we've grown up knowledges in textbooks, but here's the reality is books are really important because and different from the internet, because when it, when it is immortalized onto paper, it is physically on a page, right? It is there. It can't be redacted. It can't be edited. It can't be, oh, I'm going to delete it off of this, or I'm going to pull the site down, or I'm going to pull it down. Like, it is, it is there, and it is permanent. And here's, and here's why that's important is just because it's on paper doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. But guess what? It's going to be criticized. It's going to be critiqued. And the, the, the words that are written on pages that stand the test of time, the Bible, right, and that continue to be relevant, continue to be true, those are the sources that we're looking for. Those are the sources that, that other people are reading. Like you look at New York Times bestsellers list. Like if people are finding value in them, then there's got to be something yeah. to that. Well, the other thing about having it on paper physically in front of you is that it does, is it allows you to write notes, yeah. highlight. It allows you to pour deeper in. You can't highlight or take notes on a, on a you know, four by seven inch screen yeah. on your phone. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could technically, but there's something about writing it out and really 100%. absorbing the wisdom. And the greatest thing about books, they're 20 bucks yeah. max. You're telling me that I can have all this knowledge, all yeah. this wisdom, all these experiences for $20. Uh -huh. This book we have, I mean, all these books that we have on this table in front of us, if you're watching on YouTube, there's one called 12 months to 1 million. Mm -hmm. If you're a business owner, for example, that book right there, that $20 book can literally help you create a million dollar business. Yeah. 
How amazing is that, that these resources that we have, to your point, in these books, these life experiences, they authored, Ryan Moran, took his entire life and boiled it down into that one book. Yep. And now we're able to learn. We're able to gain wisdom from his experience based on a book. That's, that's right. amazing to me. No, and, and, and that's what it does, right? So you, we know Ryan, but you may not know Ryan. Right. But here's what a book does is that's a window to connect with Ryan, to get inside of Ryan's head. Because the author, when, when we're reading, one thing that books do is that we are now inside of the head of the author and we are reading the words that are inside. So one is we're connecting with the author, but two, we are now looking at it through the lens of somebody else, which is a third party perspective, right? We're getting outside of our own thoughts and our own beliefs. A book takes you there immediately. That's the first thing that a book does is now we are reading it through the lens of the author. Yep. And that's important to, to be able to look at it from somebody else. Because one thing that wisdom is not is thinking that whatever I say and whatever I think is the truth. That is not wisdom. <laughs> right. Thinking that nobody else can be right if it's contrary to what you, what you believe, that's not wisdom. Right. So books help us take it there. The other thing, too, is, is what, oh man, I just wish that we did more of this, is we took what people have written down, whether it's, you know, ancient Romans writing, writing history books about, or not the Romans, uh, who defeated Rome, wh whoever, right? Is like all these things that we can learn from the past. Now, not only are books windows into somebody else's mind, now books are time machines to take us back to other times right. where we can learn from those experiences. We refuse as a culture to learn from former experiences. I mean, just go back to the Gulf War. Go back to Vietnam. Go back to these conflicts that we've been in, and we're just destined to repeat over and over and over because, oh, no, 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 that's a different time. Yeah. That's not us. Yeah, it, it, and this is a longer discussion, a different discussion, but it's because there's not been enough pain associated with it yet. Yeah. But to your point, pick up a book. Yeah. Don't, you don't have to go through the pain. Guess learn what? from other people's History painful History repeats itself. Yep. Yep. And if you can learn from it, you can actually change the trajectory because if you're not refusing, but you have to get into books that have written about it so that you can learn. There's a lot of advice I'd give my 18 year old self. Gosh. One of them for sure would be read more books. Yes. hundred percent. For sure. hundred percent. So what books should we read Ben? I mean, what kinds of books? R.L. Stein, Goosebumps <laughs> books. I mean, what are we, what are we reading? Uh, if you're actually asked for an answer, yeah, that wasn't sure. rhetorical. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's going to come down to your prep, personal preference. Uh -huh. I personally don't go through Harry Potter and, and uh -huh. you know, Lord of the Rings books. Uh -huh. Maybe you do. Maybe you yeah. can find wisdom in those. I don't know. Uh, but to me, I like to look at experiences other people have had and, and yeah. learn from those people. So, so you're not wrong, but I would challenge you. But you're completely you. wrong. But I, would, but I would challenge you because you've talked about this. You've talked about this in the past for other topics is, is maybe do things that you don't love. Sure. Try something new. Sure. No, that's a great point. And so if we're only Read a book reading, I wouldn't necessarily. If we're only reading no. things that we like or agree with, all we're doing is just reinforcing what we think is right. Because you can find all that information. So should Maybe I start read reading? It's a little different. Should I start reading those erotic novels my aunt used to read back oh, in the day? <laughs> the real thick ones. It's like. <laughs> Would like the dude. How, the, hey, how much <laughs> can you talk about penetration <laughs> in 500 page books? The dude with his shirt off and long hair holding the woman. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all. Yes. Pick one of those up. <laughs> Should I pick one of those? Here's, okay. a, here's Wisdom. Some, here are some suggestions. Uh, you can do old books. The reason, like I mentioned earlier, old books uh, that are still around and still relevant, 
it's they've stood the test of time. Yep. Right. So there's a ton to learn from it. It's been critiqued for years and years, and it still is around. Uh, the next is books that challenge you. Books that challenge your ideology. Yeah. It, books that challenge your habits. Books that challenge you. Things that like oh, I'm not real comfortable doing this, but it's going to challenge me and it's going to make me stronger. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, books you actually enjoy. Yeah. So it's it's hard to just constantly read self help books all the time. It's like oh, I'm going to be better business. I'm going to be a better dad. I'm going to be better husband. I'm going to be better this, better this. Sometimes you've got to break it up with a fictional book that yeah. actually is just like, dude, I'm going to read Lord of the Rings or I'm going to read this Tom Clancy book or I'm going to read something that I just really enjoy. Because again, it takes you into a place. Now you're sparking creativity. Now you're thinking outside of the box because you're experiencing this story in detail and you're just like enthralled with it. Yeah. Sometimes it's like we read just to get better and it's like miserable and we're fighting through it. Put it down, pick up a book you enjoy, recharge. That's good. So like th that. those are just some you suggestions. put a wrinkle in my brain. I appreciate it. Come on. Um, all right, next one is beauty. And we've talked about this. We talked about this on uh, the last episode when we talked about nature. But beauty, what it does is it connects the head and heart. Beauty is the thing that gets us to recognize something with our eyes, feel with our heart, and then try to get those things aligned. So beauty teaches us a ton. Um, it, it teaches us contrast. So if you think about like beauty and you think about really, um, you know, really famous paintings and pictures, right? Typically, most of them are uh, uh, photographs. Like usually like we're drawn to them because there's a contrast. There's a contrast between light and dark colors. And here's the reality in real life is we can learn from that because contrast is good. Everything all the same. If everything was gray and black and um, off black and off gray or darker gray, it's like blah, right. right? Contrast is good. And when we have contrast in our life, we can learn. So contrast of personalities, contrast of ideologies, contrast of execution types, contrast. I mean, contrast is good and there's beauty in that. So if you think of like, like you know, someone that you're attracted to, Right? When they have light eyes and dark hair, there's a contrast there. That's right. typically people are like, oh my gosh, that person's beautiful. They've got really light eyes and they've got dark features and they've got all this contrast. Like we're attracted to that. But contrast in general is really, really important when it comes to understanding wisdom because now you're like, okay, contrast is good. Like I have different thought processes from different people that think differently, but it's all going towards the same thing. Yeah. So contrast is important. The other thing is tension. Like if you think about, um, if you think about like some of the most beautiful things that you've gone through, like, and I would think like for me outside of like my marriage, like there's tension in my marriage, but like as a whole, man, like I would put the beauty of my marriage up against anybody. And there's hard, 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 hard times where it's like, this is, this is too much, but when you look at the whole picture of it, tension causes strength, right? And and think about your sports team, any championship that you've ever won. Like, dude, Central Valley Championship in 2002, Clovis, California, Clovis Cougars, man. That was one of the most beautiful moments of my entire life. There's tension. Right. Tension is good. Tension is is something that, that creates, think diamonds, right? Tension. All that pressure. All of that combined, 
takes coal and it makes one of the most beautiful stones on the planet. Right. So tension is good. Um, and then again, beauty silences us. I mean, it's important to be still. It's important to be quiet. Nothing, you know, how many songs are, you know, take your breath away. Wow. Yeah, Top Gun, baby. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, for, for beauty to silence us, man, there's, there's wisdom and silence and just processing. And that's the, that, above all else, in my, my opinion, that will silence us quicker than anything. Yeah. So, beauty. Um, all right. Uh, the last source of wisdom, which is most important, is TikTok. So <laughs> jump onto TikTok if you want to. If you want to get real smart. <laughs> no, but reality is uh, internet, social media. Just because we bag on it all the time and we're obsessed with it and all these things, there is information and knowledge on there that we can use for good. Yeah. It just has to be run through a filter. Like it just, in a time, we have more access to information, internet, social media. We can, we can gather more information in less time than ever before in history. And it's going to continue to, to continue to get faster, but we have access to it. Right. So use it, Yeah. but use it wisely. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard because a big portion of us are, we're all learning still with the internet. And a lot of us are still young in our development. Yeah. And we're expected to have all this information and grow up with TikTok and grow up with Instagram and still be mature enough to handle it all yeah. and wise enough to handle it all. It's just, it's a, it's a weird, yeah. dangerous mixture. It is. So you're exactly right. If used correctly, if you have, the, <laughs> if you have the, the cognitive ability to use it correctly, gosh, there's so much good that can yes. come from it. Yep. But if you're young and you're listening to this, I get it. It's tough to discern and to delineate because right now the most important thing is that your last booty pick didn't get 57,000 <laughs> likes, right? Because Sharon, Sharon's or whoever, Karen's. Karen down the street, hers did, yeah. right? These are the kind of conflicts our kids are having right yeah. now in their middle schools and their high schools. Yeah. So that's the hard thing. That's the yeah. challenge. Yeah. It's a great resource if you can handle it correctly. Yeah, if you can do it the right way. And, here, and here's part of the reason why is it is a platform. It's a low barrier of entry. Think about if we only got our information on things from scholars and published authors, right? Now, you Gross. could yeah, <laughs> ew. But, ew. but but now now you can have Darren Woodson do a, a how-to video on on how to smoke a brisket on his green egg. Yeah. Or you can have on his Traeger, be, be, let's be clear. Traeger. <laughs> Traeger. Was it? Well, yeah. Anyways, uh, so the people actually can now use this platform and get it out there. And so think about, I mean, how much I've learned using the internet, YouTube, Instagram, on these how-to videos. There's so much knowledge out there, and there's a low barrier of entry. Like bloggers, like yeah. they become now they well-known writers, published writers, because they started a blog on the internet that they just put out there. Yeah. YouTubers, same deal. Like people have become something because it's a, it's a low barrier of entry, and it's a platform that you can use to get it out to the masses. And people, you know, if you have followers, if you have likes, all these things, right, it's, it's kind of justifying if it's legit or not. Like, it very easily gets critiqued. And if it doesn't have a ton of views, scroll right by it. Yep. Probably not good. Yep. Yep. So, again, there's some good things about it. Um, and just a couple habits to, to implement. And then uh, I'm going to end it here. Um, a couple habits 
to implement is uh, wisdom on the internet. Go with a purpose. Don't just surf. Don't just go get lost. Go find something. If I'm try, if I'm on there, go there with a purpose. Two, it's quality over quantity. It's not about finding the most information because it's just going to confuse you. Find something that's legit, that's credited, that's that is a legitimate source on that topic, right? So if you're talking about like medical stuff, like probably probably look up a white paper. Don't just go to some blog of moms.com that, you know, starts talking about, you know, whatever, whatever skin irritation that you have, like go somewhere that's credible. Um, slow down too. read the actual article, read the writing on it. Don't just read, (laughs) don't just read the title and then the intro and then blast it around your community. Like it's truth. Like really read it because what you may be reading may not be the truth. It could just be a, Hey, like, Headline, 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 come grab it. You know, like it's make sure you slow down, spend your time actually reading through it. Uh, Diversify your exposure. Don't just look at Fox News for your source for news. Don't just look at CNN for your source of news. Don't look for E! Online for your source of news, right? (laughs) Diversify. Uh, And then the greatest thing about the internet is you can share what you find is good. If you've done those things and you found content that is really good, share it for other people to see as well. So, um, I don't know, man, I, a couple things that I just think wisdom looks like is summing all this up is wisdom to wisdom to me looks like discernment, being able to say no in a, I want everything world. Yeah. Like, so having the ability to have the confidence and resources. And again, I, I believe implementing this pyramid because I learned a lot and I do feel like this has already helped me, but having discernment on things and not just being a yes man to yeah. everything. Well, that's the encouraging thing about this book, because again, you, you said it earlier, the, the first episode we laid out the issues and it yeah. was defeating, right? It's, yeah. it's like, man, this is just like, well, there's no winning yeah. here. Yeah. But what I love is it laid out, dude, we just gave you a bunch of resources yeah. that if, if you are feeling defeated, there's so many good resources out there that's for right. wisdom. That's, and that's right. what I love about this book. So no, it's great. It really is. And I would, I would highly encourage it. Um, it applies so much. It was written in 21. It's so called it, the, what, the, the wisdom, the pyramid, wisdom, by wisdom pyramid by Brett, Brett McCracken. McCracken. Got it. And it was written in 2021. So it is very relevant, yep. very relevant. So it's new, it's fresh. Um, and, and it teaches us how to be, you know, to live life with discernment, how to live life with patience in a too fast world, slow down, don't make rash decisions think through the actual decisions or reaction to whatever is in front of you. And then also dude, and, and I know we both love this is humility. Yep. Like live a, a humble life, live life knowing that you are not the center of the universe and that you don't know everything and that other people are out there and that you, that can help you. And there's people out there that need your help as well. No, that's, that's awesome, man. Get, get the book, get the actual hardcover book so you yes. can write Tyler's got, I can see it. He's got so many highlights and notes and, He's, he's definitely grown in his wisdom by reading yeah. that book. So go check it out. That's the Wisdom Pyramid Bye. by Brett McCracken. Uh, we appreciate you guys yeah. so much. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, the best thing you can do to help us out is to share these episodes. Text it to a buddy. Post it on your Instagram. Do a little TikTok dance and give us a shout out. Right. Whatever. All those things help us grow the show. Leaving us a review. Uh, we've got a lot of five-star reviews on the, on the podcast or the, uh, the Apple platform. We really appreciate those. Please keep doing that. Again, that helps more exposure and get us more people. So we appreciate you guys so much. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Hope you have a great rest of the week. And we will see you on Monday.
Be wise, my friends. <laughs>